Yo, this is Jay Cuts Fresh. You're checking out the Barber Life Podcast. This is for all barbers, no matter your age, race, or status. Barber Life. Yo, what's going on? Thanks for checking it out. Jake Cuts Fresh, you know what's going on. Um, reoccurring guests, we're all locked down, so I want to reach out to my people. Very close friend of mine, a man who started in my shop and now has flourished into his own shop and just absolutely killing it. I got my man Nick on the line. Nick, what's going on? Yo, what's up, man? Good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. So... You know, I usually once we press record, it gets like, uh, we should do something official. But I mean, we've been friends for a long time, so I think it's just a good one just to kick it, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, best conversations organic, right? Yeah. We have some time, so. Yeah, that's all we got is time, man. So we were just talking um, on the phone before, and you were asking me about uh, the new Tom Segura. Uh, special of Burt Kreischer. I didn't check out the Burt joint yet, but um, I did check out. The Segura thing, and I wasn't feeling it, and I think it was just that night. You know, like I, yeah. it was pretty funny, but like, I don't think anything's as funny as mostly stories. Right, dude, his stories are incredible. Yeah, that like that one that we watched at the shop like a hundred fifty times. <laughs> Bikes. <laughs> that one. That like, get him. No, no, him, not me. No, 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 him. <laughs> that that one was ridiculous so this one i wasn't i don't know it, it was okay i just um i feel like he's trying to push it to the level of disgust and offensive material i don't know like he's bored yeah. or something i, I noticed well, I it. What it i think what happened was uh him and bert have like a podcast called two bears one cave and, okay uh, i don't know they're just he's just getting filthier just by hanging out with bert as much as he does but yeah. <laughs> I think maybe the, t- maybe the mood was off. There was a lot of weird things about that. There was a lot of funny stories, but it was like the first time he ever had someone do his makeup beforehand, and it wasn't him that did it. It was like the production. And they're like, oh, we're just going to like touch it up here and there, like your lips, like whatever. So if you actually look at him, you can see the blush and like the lipstick on him. <laughs> and I can't, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they talked about it on the road in one of the episodes. Oh, okay. I didn't even I didn't even know that. I, I I actually didn't notice it, but I definitely did notice that he was like more like manicured. I guess if that makes any sense, you know. But yeah, he's been uh, changing his health and all that. I mean, hey, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So how have you been, man? I've been good. Like I said before, I'm just it's getting to me, man. Not cutting hair is getting to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit, man. I'm just like, ugh. I need to just probably just go grab my clippers, like, tomorrow and just bring them home and just hold them, like, while I'm watching TV. I always thought the illest thing would be, like, uh, for for retired barbers, a TV remote that was actually, like, a clipper. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like a magic clip body. So, like, it feels like a clipper, but then you, like, move your finger up and can, like, change channels. (laughs) You can have, like, the special editions for the generations. You can have, like, the old school seniors, the heavy metal <laughs> ones. Yeah. And then have, like, the magic clip version and then, like, the babbleless yeah. for the wicked young ones. Yeah, maybe we'll even get some 76ers in the mix, you know? A clipper clicker. I, you heard it here first. I'm, I'm, I'm claiming that shit. <laughs> 
That's my shit. I'm swearing a lot more. That's I think I think because this is the only time when I'm recording these is the only time that I'm not around my kids right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, I can understand. I mean, I'm swearing a lot more than I usually am because I'm not watching myself like I am in the shop. And I'm home with my kids all day, so definitely more swearing is happening. But I hope it'd be nice to get back to the shop and start monitoring myself, feel feel a little bit back to normal. Yeah, well, you don't have to. Like, I don't have to like swear. Like, I don't get annoyed. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you some blessings because this isn't all negative. Some blessings is I realize how much I absolutely love barbering still, which I didn't yeah. doubt. You know, I never doubted it, but. Just to be reminded of it is just really nice. It's like, damn, man, I picked a really good profession. <laughs> Feels good. It does feel good. I mean, this is so unexpected, but the amount of people that have been reaching reaching out and like supporting uh, the shop, making sure everything's good. I mean, everyone's like, we're going to be so busy when we go back to work. It's going to be phenomenal. But I know. I miss it too, man. <laughs> like, all of a sudden now I'm like a stay-at-home dad teacher slash in the process of moving, so I'm also in charge of that while trying to do everything, which is it's <laughs> good because, like, I wouldn't be able to do all this if I was at the shop. And you have to shop like 50 hours, it's hard to pack and do all that stuff, so it's kind of been a blessing to have this time. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's like, you know, you know, I was telling Alicia, like, I gotta go do a podcast tonight. She's like, another one? Like, yeah, I mean, it may as well. You know, it makes me feel like I'm doing something. You know, even though it doesn't yeah. necessarily earn me money, it's like I'm putting a brick in the wall for, like, what I want to do. And that feels good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all in all, man. It's just recording, like, a casual conversation we'd be having anyway. Usually, it's yeah. pretty funny. Most of the ones you have on here, everyone you've had on here has been great. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, there's, there's been some times where, like, I wish I did it differently. Like, there's been some episodes that I should have recorded differently or re-recorded or... Or, you know, stuff like that. But I'm figuring that out, too, as I go. Um, yeah. One thing I'm learning, because I record all this on, like, a phone and an iPad. So the microphones on these Apple devices are ridiculous. Like, you can hear, like, the other night I had Ivan Zoot on. And if you listen close, you can hear my wife had flushed the toilet or used the sink on the second floor. I'm in the basement, so three, you know, two floors up from here. <laughs> And it came right down the pipe, and you could hear it trickling. It sounded like somebody's taking a piss in the background. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what we gonna do? You know, I'm not in the studio, man. We're doing what we can do here. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the sound is super clear. Sounds good. Yeah, that's it. You know, so, it, um, when you were on uh, Steve's podcast the other day, did you use the same microphone? Because you were so clear, it was amazing. The sound of your voice. Yeah, thanks. That was actually through Anchor, so that was pretty cool. Was but it? there's some times yeah. where, if you listen, you know, and this is just me being nitpicky. Like it doesn't take away from the quality of the cast at all. But the the reason why I had stopped using Anchor to actually record, I use them to host and everything else. But to actually do the recording, you know, when I'm having a guest, it just would it would short out. So if like you and I decided to like talk at the same time. Well, basically, just knock the audio out altogether, so it sounded like a dead spot. Um, it, it was just, you know, well, yeah, that's awful. It's just nitpicky. That's just like you're FaceTiming and you're pretending like you're hearing what they're saying. Like you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I totally know what you're saying, and then like you point to bail up, like I can't hear a word you're fucking saying. But, yeah. like, your mouth moving. So yeah, yeah, good, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, it's just like, wait a minute, was that a question or were you respond? Okay, and then you have to kind of yeah. go off the cuff, but. 
All good. Yo, you know what I did check out, though? Speaking of Netflix, last night was so dope. Was that, it's called L.A. Originals. You see that? No. I haven't, I've been off the, the past, like, week. I've been off the, uh, the streaming game. So. Been doing a lot of books on tape like a loser. Uh, <laughs> well, you're doing response. You're doing what you got to do. Um, no, no, stop. But I get my Netflix in. Trust me, I, I killed it the first, my first week off. Yeah. I think I, like, got sick of it fast, you know? Yeah, well, check. When you get a chance... It's a cool, I mean, you were around there in that era of hip-hop was um, the Soul Assassins, which is, you know, Cypress Hill. Um, basically, DJ Muggs is sort of the backbone of Cypress Hill and House of Pain and Hooligans. Oh, yeah. the, the Hooligans was um, Alchemist and Scott Kahn, the actor, when they were kids. You know, they were like 13. But it's not so much about them as much as it's about Mr. Cartoon, the tattoo artist, and... Um, Estevan Oriol, who was the photographer for all that stuff. He was just around in that crew. And um, it was just a big conglomerate of art and just dope shit. And, like, to hear the stories um, and all the footage. I mean, Estevan was taking footage and taking pictures all the time of everything. He just, like, you know, he was documenting history. He was in it. Yeah. And, oh, uh, dude, that sounds like the perfect shot movie. Bro. I loved it so much. Like I didn't want to go to bed. I wanted to watch it again, and um, I, I'm, you know, I just it just tickles everything for me, man. That the art part of it, man. The, the the crew and loyalty part of it. The the organizational, you know, being part of something bigger than yourself. All that stuff, man. Just, it, it it scratches all the itches for me, man. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Now yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to check that one out. We're probably gonna. I mean, I'm moving. I'll probably be moved into my place by Sunday, so. Probably Sunday night, Monday, I'll be getting right back to the Netflix game. Yeah. Golf has been nice. Yeah, but, how's that? Do you need to borrow my truck or anything? No, actually, uh, you know, uh, Bob Matuzis. I'm me over at Matuzis Auto. He's got a U-Haul dealership attached to it, so I'm grabbing a 15-foot truck for two days. Nice. So, it's like one truck load. I, I'm just taking our time. Yeah. I actually have till uh, June 1st, technically. Oh, okay. But, we're getting out. My parents uh, bought a house, so we're taking their duplex because we got a uh, I got a private yard, garage, fourth bedroom. So and uh, it's five hundred dollars cheaper than what I was what I'm paying here at the condo. So, so it's a big upgrade. So it's, it's good that all this happens during the same time. Absolutely. No man, it gives you time to do it all and do the right thing. Sure. You got you still got mopeds. I still do, and uh, that's one reason I'm super pumped about getting the garage because I've got three right now. Um, one runs completely fine. One of them I'm in the middle of the rebuild, and then one of the other ones I just have to do a few things to get it running again. But they're my basement, so uh, I got one in the basement of the shop and then two in my basement here. So now that I have a garage, I'm going to get back to some renting, and I'm going to be ripping those to the barbershop again because I actually moved five minutes close to the barbershop, so... I'm like a five minute walk. Wow. Yeah, so I'll be ripping up and down uh, North Main. <laughs> Church was, Street down over there. I, I've never, I've always thought that was cool, which has never really been for me. But I've been looking at these, I don't know, we know it works on Instagram with the ads and stuff. And it was like, I think it's called Super 73, this company that makes these like basically pedal bikes that are like mopeds. But yeah, they, they got, got the. They got shocks and shit. They got, like, this kid was, like, doing, like, dirt jumps with them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, these are kind of cool, man. They're, like, kind of bigger because I feel like I'm too tall for 
a moped. That's just me. Yeah, they you hook know? up. Well, they hook up a uh, they hook up like a fifty cc engine to those. Well, maybe it's not that much. Maybe just a little bit. So it's like more of like an assist. Yeah. So you can rip and probably go like ten miles an hour, or you can pedal and have some serious power. No, they got they got some mopeds that would fit you. And uh, I mean, it's about to be that season where you could pick a, a good one up for six hundred bucks, clean it up, and then flip it this summer for like two grand. It's insane what people pay around here for them. Yeah, that's that's definitely something I might look into. I've been uh, I've been uh, I'm a master uh, <laughs> flipper. I've been teaching myself how to fix bikes. That's what I've been doing right now. Oh. You know, it's been giving yeah, me some field. peace, you know. What, oh, yeah. What's well, that? Dude, it's just nice to do something with your hands. Hit up Brimfield. Brimfield, you can flea market. You can usually find a, a good one there. You could probably pick up some, one for like 100, 150 that maybe will turn over, maybe not. But there's a web, there's a place in California called Treat or Treatland. And they, dude, they, you can get that 80cc kit. Like, you can literally turn an old stock, like, 70s moped into like a uh, moped that goes like 60 miles an hour wow. depending on your weight and like you know what i mean it's crazy yeah yeah i would like to get that at some point like when we get back down to newport it would be nice to you know each have one of those that when the kids are a little older probably because they can't you know i mean they can't go on them now yeah. and they can't they can't ride their bikes fast enough so you know right now we're wrenching on well, bicycles maybe it'll be mopeds in like five years but <laughs> they they are they are just just cool to look at, man. I think that's what it is. They're aesthetically pleasing. I just like looking at them. Well, yeah, and they're also custom out because you can get aftermarket parts, but a lot of them are from so many different countries that it would take so much to get the part that it's a lot of people just kind of home make home make their own stuff. Like oh, remember like, that dude that I used to I used to hang out with. He um he used to come to the shop every once in a while. I used to hang out with him with Taylor when we used to go mopeding. Yeah. And uh, this dude, he, his job, he, like, welded fire trucks. Yeah, I remember him, yeah. yeah. That, I remember going, dude, he had a Conic stocks, with no lie, like, 20-something mopeds in it that were all so custom out. It was, like, the cool, it was, like, going into a museum behind this kid's house. <laughs> Man, it's, yeah, I think there's something about it, like, but, yeah, I didn't, I guess you'd have to fabricate a lot of stuff, you know, because you can't find it anymore. <laughs> well, that place, Streetland's pretty cool, but, yeah. What are you guys doing for a bike project? Um, I got an old road bike that I've had for like five years, maybe more than that, maybe like seven years. And uh, did you have it at the shop once? Yeah, I used to ride it to work. Yeah, I remember you picked it up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. did when you lived in Milford. You used to uh, ride over. Did you ride through the cemetery? I remember that. Yeah, you I used to just quite a few times on that. Yeah, when I lived in Milford, I could literally. I think I counted one time. I think I had to pedal, like pump the pedals, like ten times. And I would coast to work. Everything was I was completely downhill. As long as I didn't hit any lights. I was completely downhill. It was nuts. And then the way home was shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. The way home sucked. But yeah, so I took that bike and I and I had watched a few videos on YouTube. Um and I just basically stripped it down. Me and Gav stripped it down one day and then um I started kind of looking into what I would need, made a list of parts, and um I basically I'm you know, treating it like a excuse me, treating it like a game where if I sell something on Facebook and make a little money, then I could take half of that money and put it towards the bike. The other half has to go, you know, towards food because <laughs> that's where we're at yeah. right now. Um, the um, So basically, it's going to be just a, a single speed. I'm not going to do the fixed gear, but it's going to be like a single speed with a freewheel um, road bike. And so I need to get some handlebars for it. need to get a new freewheel cog in the back, and then I got to kind of fuss with that because 
This is what I learned. When you take off those, those, it's called a cassette, that like stack of gears on the back wheel. Yeah. When you take that off and you, yeah. So when you take that off and you put a free wheel on, um, it may not line up with the front chain ring that's on the cranks, you know? So you have to like kind of, yeah, so you have to like fuss with it. Um, and so that's fine. I learned all that, but in the process of taking that apart, I lost a couple bearing, a couple of wheels on the bearing. (laughs) on the back tire so i hit up my neighbor that's how you learn yeah well that's it you know and i'm like where can it go i mean it's just me in this room and i see one here but unless it was always missing one it could have it could have always been missing one but anyway i got um my neighbor just collects bikes like i don't know people just give him bikes got like a bike graveyard in his backyard so um yeah alicia had given his daughter a bunch of she has two little boys so she gave him just a ton of stuff we've been cleaning that's number one thing we've been doing is cleaning like crazy so um i'm right now recording like in an office that i built in my basement so pretty cool um so yeah so we dropped stuff off to them and i was like hey glenn you got any bikes laying around still goes i got tons what do you need i said i need at least i need a couple front wheels i gotta see if they'll fit because my front wheel was torched on this thing and uh he brought over like two full wheel sets so two front and backs and a whole bike and uh i tuned up the bike runs mint so i'm gonna ride that until i I put that up for sale but until i sell it i'll ride that and then um you know i took uh one of the wheels one of the wheels he gave me was like probably sixty dollars uh you know on shipped on ebay i looked it up it's a very nice because you know the wheel consists of the hub and then the spokes, and then the right. and then the rim, right? So, the hub was like a high end hub, it was like a high end Shimano hub, and uh, everything worked. It was pretty true. So I just put the new wheel on that, new tire on that, and uh, just waiting on the free wheel cog on the back, and then um, seeing if it's going to line up. If it doesn't line up, then I'm going to have to buy probably some sort of spacers or something for the back uh, the back wheel. So I got I got to figure that out, but. Uh, yeah, usually you can find that aftermarket because a lot of people turn those old bikes into sixties or at least three wheels. So you should probably find you'll probably find something problem. Yeah, well, I was thinking. I drove past I his house today. I might just knock on his door, and be like, "Bro, can I just go in your backyard and just pick? Let me just pick through all this stuff, and I'll just give you like twenty bucks." <laughs> you know, it's like just sitting here doing hey, nothing. As long as you're six feet apart, I'm sure he won't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. He he was like, "Ah, oh, so you're doing me a favor." He gave me basically like if. I could easily sell the bike he gave me for eighty bucks, easily. So, figure that in the wheel. It's like one hundred and forty dollars. But one, yeah, one of the back wheels he gave me. I'm gonna take that apart and pull the bearings out of that, clean them up, and put them in the um, put them in the other back back wheel that I got. And, and then we'll see. I mean, I could for, I could probably spend forty bucks and get this thing going, but I'm just being super cheap and super ridiculous about it. <laughs> like until I, I mean, sell more time. stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Plus, it's a cool lesson you're teaching Gavin anyway. Kind of like reinvesting, like, money that you get. Like, yeah. And not using it all to buy whatever. Splitting and putting half towards whatever bills or food and stuff right now. It's just it's kind of it's a cool lesson to get to show with such young kids. Yeah, I hope he gets it, you know. I think it's, there's stuff when you're young that you you notice, but it doesn't resonate, right? It's like later on you oh, go, yeah. you go, oh, but either way, he's seeing it and he's definitely like me where he don't forget anything. So, <laughs> you know, he'll be like, hey, yeah. remember that time when I was three and we went to the children's museum and you said this and we had this for lunch? I'm like, what? Yeah, I guess. But he's like that. <laughs> so, 
But yeah, other than that, man, that's what I've been doing. Fixing bikes, making podcasts, and just checking the uh, Department of Unemployment's website every day. Um, yeah. Learned a lot there today. Um, so as self-employed people, we will be able to collect unemployment. I'm sure you know that because of the CARE Act or whatever. Um, Alicia actually got chosen to be a random April beta. Is that? Huh? April 30th sounds yeah. like a time or something like that. Yeah, April 30th yeah. is when it's gonna the system's going to go live, right? So somehow Alicia got selected to be like a beta tester for their system. Oh, really? So, yeah, so she's going to do that tomorrow, and I'll have a lot more information to spread around. Um, cool. Yeah, so, but what we did find yeah, out... I mean, it's, it's crazy. It, did, you, did, you, did you hear anything from your think about any of the SBA stuff? No, the nothing. This is, this, is no. Not, this is not a positive way to look at it, but I really think this is going to be similar to the 08 bailouts where people get smoked and other people get rich. Like, so, it, I mean, they've already... They've already online right now they've already talked about the amount of money that went to bigger business because these guys had lawyers teams of lawyers and all these people would just sit home and write up write up all the stuff for them i, I talked to my guy at my bank on the 6th because you had to do it through your bank if you had a business account so he's like hey you know i give him all the information and he's like all right hey i'd open you this i like schedule c or whatever I send it all to him and he's like then he just hits me up and says by the way we can't do you until the 10th like, all right, cool. Let me know if you need anything else. I'll talk to you. Do you want me to just check back? This dude never hits me back up. So that was last week, so on Friday. So then I was like, all right, whatever. I come up today and was just like, hey, man, just check it in because I haven't heard from you. And uh, doesn't he says, hey, tomorrow morning. So this was yesterday. He says, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go through the application, put everything in, and I'll let you know how it goes. Don't hear anything until 5 o'clock tonight. And he was just like, oh, they're, they're not accepting any more loans. Yours went in there, but it's it's on pause because they ran out of money already. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, my dude, you had my, you could have done this Friday and you're telling me you just did it today. Yeah. Like I didn't even respond. I don't know how to respond, but every other barbershop owner or even small business owner I'm talking to, I don't know anyone that's actually done any funds to help out. So it's, yeah. not, you know, it's kind of depressing to hear, you know, that you, you're told that you're going to be taken care of and, you know, I, I knew not to tell my barbers about the PPP thing. They saw it online stuff anyway because I wasn't sure anything about it. And then to find out because my guys are independent contractors, they don't even count as payroll employees. Yep. So it's just it's crazy, like all the stuff I've learned in the past two days as well. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I could write a book about it at this point, which is maybe I will. But you know, essentially, the PPP thing is done for now, and it probably will be done forever the stimulus checks are coming through but if you don't get a return and have a direct deposit thing set up then you're not going to get your check for anytime soon they're not saying when but i know like my neighbor across the street he got his stimulus money already with direct deposit uh alicia and i probably won't get it till like the end of may you know okay so that's what i didn't understand because um i filed my 2019 taxes already you know did the direct deposit and stuff and then amanda got the stimulus for her and the kids. So I checked my account, nothing came through. So I'm looking on and a ton of people who already did their taxes this year didn't get it. So I didn't know that it was coming out in waves like that. I, I, don't, I guess I just, well, if I you, thought that everyone was getting it who did direct deposit. I thought everyone was getting it who did the direct deposit. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I couldn't answer that. But I do know that we've never got a tax return, not since like 2008. So 
Oh yeah, no, I don't have it. Yeah, my my direct deposit for them to take money out. <laughs> oh, so right. That's why I thought I thought I didn't know. So is that so are they paying people who have to pay in then at the end of the May? You were saying they're saying it could take that long. Oh, okay. So it could be sooner, but they could say you know. So realistically, by the time we get back to work, that's when all this money's going to come through, and I won't need it. <laughs> yeah. So unless they're going to give me that grant, I mean, maybe I qualify for that ten thousand dollar grant. I get that, and then it's all good. <laughs> yeah, like that. Ugh, that's be, like a whole other thing too. That was like a three day. They're supposed to. You're supposed to hear back within like three days or so. But that's <laughs> yeah. just something that kind of. I feel like I put my information out there. And then it just went to somebody who has just doesn't do anything. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I put in a request to be called back by unemployment um, three weeks ago, and I got the call back today. So yeah, that's where that's where it's at. It's like a three week delay, easy. So um, the the other thing I did learn is that if we as self employed people are going to apply for the unemployment, you do have to have your twenty nineteen taxes filed. So you said you did that. You're going to be good. Yeah, I did that. So that's solid. All right. So I'm trying to get my guys. I'm tell your barbers to too. Yeah. To I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, um, but you know, it sucks because they look to me for information. To be honest, and it's like, man, I'm calling banks. I'm looking online. I'm watching videos of CPAs, and like, I got no good information at all. <laughs> like everybody's yeah. saying a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but. I just want to get back to the shop, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I know. Well, I've been, I've been between Alicia and I, we've been up on it, man. So if you have any questions, just let me know. I mean, we learn something pretty much every day. So, I mean, what what I was telling my guys on Monday is that when we get back to work, I want to do shifts. I want no more than ten people in there at a time. I want everybody with masks and gloves, and I want to take this very seriously. I want to be seen as a as a leader in the cleanliness of this. You know. Um, yeah, you know, so something to think about, you know, just getting ready for that idea. Like you might have to start looking for masks now, you know, uh, they're not easy to find. People are making them. You could try to find people that are making them, but, uh, you can make, you can find people making them. They're about 15 bucks. Yeah. Enough if you pay for somebody, um, you know, but I mean, you don't want to wash those every day. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens if, you know, when they want us all to all open up again, whether it's slowly or whatever, are we going to have a, a place where we can actually buy masks? Is there some sort of a reserve now, now that no. we're where we are? I mean, there's nothing, right? No, I would I would start looking for people, like, on Facebook that are making them. Yeah. And, and I would, yeah, I would. I would start hitting them up and be like, yeah, I'm going to need, like, I think, like Alicia was saying today, and I think it makes a lot of sense, like, every employee should have... Every person should have like five masks, like one for each day of the yeah, week. You know, what I mean? you know, so you got your Tuesday mask, you know, maybe put a little T on the insides so and you know, that's your Tuesday mask. And then you go home and you put it somewhere where it can air out and yeah. you know, it's good and it's good in a week because the shit stays on clothing for, I don't know if they say up to four days or something. So, yeah. Well, you can also, yeah. And then, but I mean, you can also get, um, laundry disinfectant stuff like that too so you could probably run loads yeah true i don't know but yeah that is that's the way mostly i mean i got my four guys well me with my guys it's four guys so we'll have eight there's a mom and a kid or two moms and a kid i'm i'm gonna try to limit people just by having them sit in their car wait in their car you know if we're done 20 minutes early and they call and they're like hey can i come in early 
by all means. But, you know, we lengthened up our appointment time a little bit just to give a little bit more of a buffer for people's coming in and out. And, you know, so it's going to be a task. But I think, I mean, if we all do it right, we all try our best. You know, that's all you can really do. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think we need to get too stressed out about it. It's just the new norm. And then, yeah. you know, a year from now, we'll be fine. And, you know, 10 years from now, we'll be sure. talking about it. And, you know, I think, you know, like I said, there's a lot of blessings involved. Like, just being able to, like, see how my sons learn, that's huge. Yeah. You know, like, just seeing how they, like, like, this works and this doesn't work. Okay. Let's do that. Now that I know that, like when we go to the next parent teacher conferences, I'll be like, Oh, well, I, what I've learned is this about him, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just like that's that's huge. It's like little things like that just make my day. So No, it's you listen, I mean like you have to be really like the, the amount of positive things we could go on and on about. I talk to my grandparents every day. I talk to my grandparents more in the past four weeks than I have in ten years. It's like, you know, it's just like, oh, what am I going to do? Everyone's calling in, checking on each other, at least on my end, you know. My two, I got two, I got one set of grandparents, and then my meme, and then, you know, uh, my parents, they just bought a house, so they're moving, so a lot of stuff going on with them. Yeah. And my sister and stuff, so I just made a crazy amount of phone calls. Amanda started talking to her dad, just because we were thinking about him. We haven't talked to him in, like, five years. Wow. He's on, you know, he's in and out of shelters, and. Yeah. On and off the street for his, you know, 60 years of his life. So she started reaching out to him and he's like in a, in a place in Oxford that he's actually been doing really good. So they talk every, you know, couple times a week. So it's made her happy. So you know, it's, there's a lot, of, a lot of crazy good that came out of, I mean, this is on my end. I mean, anybody's had a family member get sick or pass away. I mean, that's shitty. Everything about that side right. of this is awful. But fighting the sunshine in a lot of this is uh, it's one thing that I've always been able to do. Yeah. No, it's great, man. It's good. It's solid. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if the CT Expo happens, man. I was going to go hang out with the Uplift crew over there and do some work yeah. with them, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, I've just been really trying to figure out. I, I think one of the most interesting things, and I don't know if I don't necessarily think it's bad or good, is that I take a lot of my confidence from who I am as a business owner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how I show up at the shop every day and the respect that I get from the, the barbers and the clients gives me a lot of confidence. And yeah. not being in that situation, I had to kind of check myself. Like, is that healthy? I don't know. I don't know if it's healthy or not to like take confidence from that. I think it is when you're in it, but I think like it can't be the end all be all, right? Like it has to Well no, right. It has to be something confidence has to come within, but when you were just around a good group of people who might not agree with everything, but like you're all on like the let's better each other. You know, I want to make you have a good day. Like just when you're around that, that just soaks in and it does. It makes you lift your shoulders up. I mean, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like just going to the barbershop just makes, I don't know. It's just that atmosphere. Like there's days where that stuff's off. Someone's had something crazy happen at home or whatever. It's off a little bit, but all of a sudden, you can see someone who comes in a shitty, shitty morning, and after a couple of haircuts, they're starting to be with the regulars again, and you can see them just kind of like, forget about the terrible whatever happened that morning, or the night before with whoever, and right. uh, there's a like there's, there's definitely a confidence that comes with that, and it's definitely, it's addicting. I love the shop environment. 
Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's just an. I think it is like an addiction. It's like you get. You you start to kind of just. It's always there. So you like. I don't know. You make the best of it. There's times where it works tough, you know? But even like a really shitty day at the shop is better than like a shitty day like homeschooling. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I hate to say it like that, but it's like, this has been a couple days this week where I was like, um, you know what? Let's just not do this today. But then like, I can't do that today. We gotta. When I, when I was a kid, I used to think my mom just had a problem with in the bathroom all the time. Like, maybe she ate too much food or whatever. <laughs> now I totally get it. I found myself in the bathroom throughout the whole day. And, like, Ellie was, like, tugging on the door, like, Dad, 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 play with me. And I'm like, dude, just five minutes. Give me five minutes in here, please. Yeah. And uh, I totally get it. <laughs> like, yeah. But shout out, shout out to everyone who's got kids at home getting through it all. It's, it's definitely not easy. But... So definitely more discipline that comes from it. The discipline that I've never had to deal with because I didn't have this sort of uh, discipline when it came to schoolwork when I was a kid. So being yeah. on the other side as the parent, it's a little bit easier. Yeah, just making sure stuff gets done and like checking in on it and making sure they understand yeah. and you know. Yeah, man. Half of it's like on YouTube videos, different. I know that's the. It's like that's <laughs> a, when Alicia would come home from doing something. She's like. Why are they both on the tablets? I'm like, well, they're doing schoolwork. What? I'm like, yeah, that's what the, <laughs> that's what's going on right now. I'm like, oh, all right, it's just different, you know. But yeah, it's been it's been cool, man. It's 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 definitely made me realize how much um, of an extrovert I am and how much I rely on the outside conversations um, outside of my family, you know. Um, yeah. It's been fun. I've been helping my neighbor across the street put a basketball hoop in. Um, so that's that's been kind of cool. It kind of got me back to a boss status, I felt like, in my mind, because he's um, – so he, him and his wife moved here like six months ago, and they moved from a condo, and that's all they've ever known is condo life. So they never had to, like, do yard work or fix anything on the outside of the house, you know? <laughs> like they Right. So – he was talking about You're doing the OG on the block right now. Yeah, yeah. So like right now, like I have all the tools and he doesn't have them. So you know, we're talking about this and that. So we so we get we get down there what yesterday and we start digging the hole, and I I borrowed a big steel pry bar. You know, have you ever seen those big bad joints, man? You can like pry out like a 80, 90 pound rock with it. Oh, um, dude, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Or you can chip ice with it. Depends which. What yeah, you can do whatever you want to do with it. It, it. it weighs about 30 pounds. And, you know, so he was like, well, what do we need that for? I said, well, we're going to hit a lot of rocks. He's like, nah. I'm like, yeah. And so we started digging, and it's, like, hard to get through the first layer. And then we kind of get in, and boom, rock. He's like, oh, you weren't kidding. So I, I'm i smacking that thing up, and I'm, I got pry it out, and I end up cracking it in half. He's like, oh, that was a big rock. I'm like, oh, you just you wait, man. So we ended up getting yeah. <laughs> we ended up getting down. Yeah, we we had like a ninety pound, like stones. Probably like it was like an oval shape, and it was probably from like top to bottom was a good twenty twenty four inches, and it was probably eighteen inches thick. Man, just a big boy. And it, it took it was right where we needed to be. So we we spent probably two hours trying to get that rock out, and he was like, "Dude, I can't do this anymore." I'm like, "What are you doing? What are you talking about? Take a rest. We're not quitting. We're getting through this." Yeah. And he was like, I don't know, should we just leave it? I'm like, if you want to leave it, we'll leave it. 
like, but I think we can get it out. He's like, all right, let's do it. You know, so we, we, you know, we ended up getting a thing. I was like, dude, I had, if you were not here, I'd have gave up. <laughs> that made me feel good. You would have seen mulch around it. Yeah, that's it. He would have, he would have planted something like, uh, ah, return this, turn this hoop. But so that was really cool. We, we've been working on that. And, uh, I just been teaching them some stuff, you know, to, you know, here's some basic tools you should just grab next time you go to the store and he's listening, he's paying attention. And, you know, his wife's like super thankful. I'm like, damn, yeah, man. It brings me joy to be oh, that guy that's helping because I was him 10 years ago when I bought my first house, you know? Oh, no doubt. Like, no tools, no clue, no nothing. Like, I don't know. What are we supposed to do, you know? <laughs> it's like it's cool after a while when you're just like, oh, I want to do this. And you just go and you're like, oh, I got everything I need right here. Like, yeah. Even when you have, like, backup drywall, just everything from screws to, like, whatever. That little supply, it's just, it feels good to have everything and be able to do things on your own. It feels good to be a prepared man. <laughs> you know yeah uh, I, I haven't been able to say that a lot of my life i was talking with uh my buddy cheeto you know cheeto and uh oh, i haven't seen cheeto yeah i love cheeto he's, he's the man so we had a social distancing fire we had a fire at my house and he stayed on the one side but i stayed on the other side it was wicked funny but we just we talked and uh oh. i was like you know what you know what it has become increasingly uh unavoidable to look at is how much of a half-asser i've been through my 20s and 30s and now, like, mid-30s, wanting to change that up. And so, you know, walking in the woods in the wrong direction for 10-plus years, it, you're not going to walk right back out. You know, it's going to take a little while. So, you know, there's there's still some things that are coming up for me just being a half-assed person, you know, and not, not being a thorough person. And we and he brought up some, something good to me. He said, you know, as long as I've known you, as soon as you get to the finish line, as soon as you see that it's possible, you just quit you're like it's like good enough for you and i'm like yeah i think you're right yeah I think, that's a good mirror to hold up huh you know yeah and I, I, he wasn't saying it to be rude either he was i'm like yeah that's that's exactly what i do like as soon as like i have the opportunity um to do, i don't know i'm trying to think of, i can't think of anything professionally right now but like well like even this podcast I, guess, I mean i know i know what you mean yeah i really like uh yeah like but that's also because of who you are. I mean, you, you have so many gears going in your head. If you could just freeze time, I'm sure you'd be a lot happier, get a lot more done. Yeah. You just... I got I got a lot of ideas. <laughs> but, you know, I'm really only... I really only got two burners I can cook on at a time. I can't do much more than that, you know? So, oh, without a doubt. So it's like... It, it, was, it was a really cool conversation because it, it made me think about, like, what I've been able to do at the shop, right? And actually, yeah. you you came to mind because it's been really fun to watch you kind of burst. Like you, you like you really like within one year, like you were rolling. You know, like really rolling. Like how many people had you hired after year? Like by year one, like end to end, you had. Uh year year one was so I had Taylor with me pretty much from the beginning. Um, Justin came around mid March, and then Nick came around then too. But he was just coming after school and hanging out with Creepin. And then Nick started in July. So year one was October. So I had three other barbers plus me. And then after that, uh, I started getting this part-time kid on the weekend who's eventually going to be full-time. So and it's only been a year and a half now. Yeah. And you're essentially I mean, fully staffed. lots of haircuts. Lots of haircuts. And you just treat people right. And they come back and they tell all their friends. Yeah. Like, it's this, It's easy. Don't be a dick. Yep. Try your best to make them look the best and feel their best. And um, 
a lot of like reading people. I mean, every barber knows. You can tell if someone's having a shitty day or if they don't want to fucking talk to you. Yeah. Don't be that guy who keeps making small talk or saying like, so what are you doing this weekend? It's like, dude, you just asked me that. Because then you feel like an idiot after that. You know, it's, uh, it's all about being present, right? When I first yeah. started with you, I don't know, I learned a lot working with you. Like, um, about treating people right and just being present and, and not worrying about your next guy, worrying about the person in your chair right there. And the next guy's going to, you know, he's not... He's going to wait for you because you're going to show him the exact same attention that you're showing the guy in your chair. Yeah. And uh, so I brought that to the table, taught my guys that, and it's cool to watch them flourish and them go through embarrassing uh, mistakes, learning things, or you can tell us that, you know, the temper and like everything that I went through, it's cool to see them. And I feel like they're all early 20s. So the stuff that I've been able to like reveal to them or kind of express to them and show them <laughs> right. or, 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 you know what I mean? It's like stuff that I didn't learn until two years ago. So, I like that. That's cool. But that's yeah, really no, cool. Shop, shop's good. Yeah, that just... Uh, foundation. That's it. I mean, it made me, made me, like, think about it from in reversing it. Like, so, like, you came... You, you worked with me, then you went to there, and you're in a great place. And, like, yeah. I came from what I thought was a really great shop, which it was. It, it was... The fundamentals were strong, but when I look back at it, I didn't have much of a blueprint to work yeah. with. I kind of was making it up as I went along, and I really realized that about a year ago, a year and a half ago, and really tried to, like, put some hand handlebars in this friggin' thing and, and like, ride it, <laughs> you know? Well, and, you learned, you learned, I got to see how much you changed as, like, a boss from when I first started... You know, there was just everything was different. It was more of like how you, when you work in in malls and like how things were. Like, you know, you stop. You wouldn't embarrass me to the point where like you would get embarrassed from uh, from Greg or whatever. But you, you definitely like. I remember hearing stories from you where like he would literally stop you in America middle of a haircut and be like, "Why are you doing that? Yeah. What are you doing? You never. You were. You took that and then like you figured out how to. From when I first started there was. It wasn't that bad, but it was kind of like that. But then it was quickly after the first year and after the, the uh, I don't know, the post-pond days. I don't know yeah. if it's like anything <laughs> or what. But I got to really see how you decided to instead be like, hey, can we talk at the back for a minute? You never like to bring things up in front of other people so you could actually talk. And yeah. like that's not the way it was for you when you did it, like when right. you were apprenticing and stuff. So that it's really cool to like see the changes you've also done when it comes to even, um, I mean, you've always seemed to be a compassionate person, but even more when you started employing people and getting involved with their lives and things. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. That was that was a big change, and that really came from me meeting up with the SCORE professionals, which was the something core of something core of retired executives, I think. It's through the SBA thing. It's really good program for anybody who's got a small business. You should definitely reach out to SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. And um, I started talking with my man, Jack, and I just sent him an email recently and just said, hey, man, I haven't talked to you in a couple of years. Just want to let you know, you know, I got two shops now and uh, I just want to check in, see how you're doing. I know you're a little older and this stuff could really hurt you and just want to see where you're at. And it was, it was good to talk to him. But, you know, he, he was the one that basically was like, all right, what, so he asked me so many questions about my business and, and I'm like kind of like a – a little bit feminine in that way. When you ask me a lot of questions about myself, I get really excited, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like to talk about myself. I like that you're interested in me, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, so, you know, I, he basically had brought a few things to my attention when I was telling him the day-to-day operations. And now it's like the first thing, like you got to do praise in public and you got to do criticism in private. You really have to do that. And that was, that started. And shortly after that, we started doing lunch breaks and trying to create a better environment. It's just much better. It's just when you're approached that way, it's way better. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. So, so that was, that was fun. Like to have these reflections in this time or to think about it, you know, and, I definitely, you know, like I, I, I've said it a bunch of times, I would never switch these guys over to commission now because it'd be rude for them. Um, right. But I am. That place really is not running the way it should be, and eventually, I'm going to price myself out of everything. Like I'm not going to be able to pay the bills in there with the chair rent. It's just not going to happen. It's too big of a space, and there's too much going on, and there's too much revenue coming through there. Um, to to say. Well, I mean, I, I would. After after all of this, I mean, I would hope that a couple of them would consider it because I definitely decided, like, on switching to the payroll thing with just realizing how people who were on payroll, even as barbers, were all of a sudden able to get on employment so much faster and, right. and this and that when something like this happens. And, uh, you know, it's just so many different things around it. But I, I can definitely see what you're talking about with that shop. Yeah, it's just... It, that place is crazy. It's It's like... The things that I'm doing in there for them is stuff that you would do if it was a commission shop, but it's a yeah. rental shop. So, like, I'm doing a lot with a little, and, you know, it's – I'm not complaining. I just I, – the more and more time I spend away from it, the more I realize how wrong this is set up, and I really need to – I first of all, I just needed to accept that fact, which I did recently, and now i got to figure out what I'm going to do about it, you know? Yeah. What is it? What is it going to look like? Like it's got. It's got to. You know. It's got to. There's got to be a change. It has to happen in the next two years because my rent's going to go up to the point in two years that the rent, the chair rents, aren't going to cover it. It's not, they're not going to yeah. cover that and all the expenses. And it's crazy to think that when you know it's about business is about profit. You know, and it's like, right. <laughs> and for me, well, it's all like the little things like. It's it's crazy the things that when you add it up at the end of the day between a workman's comp and and all these other things and insurances and whatnot, it's just it's like you're almost just paying for a shop that's running to not have to pay chair rent or something yourself. That's what when you do the commission. When you're doing the commission, it's it's different. It's uh, it just makes more sense. That's what it is, man. As a shop, yeah, you just nailed it. Is that this is basically. It's, I, I wasn't, I didn't open the shop to make a profit. I opened the shop to cut hair close to home. And then I just started yeah. hiring people to help me deal with the masses that were coming through. And then eventually I had to move and then eventually I had to knock down a wall. And it's like, all right, that's cool. But I'm, it's like all my expenses just keep going up every year. And I yeah. can't, can't raise haircut prices every single year for every, all the time, you know? And, I can't keep raising chair rent. Um, I, I could, but morally I don't feel good about that, you know? So it's like, eh, something's going to give eventually and it's not going to be me. <laughs> it's not, yeah. I'm not going to cave. I'm not going to fail it. I'm not going to do anything different. So it's like, I got to figure out something and, and I know I mean, it, it'll come. It goes. Yeah, well, 
systems get built over time. And I don't know, like I just, the one thing that I've always been able to do, like, I mean, I've changed my shop hours. I've only been open for a year and a half. But I've changed them like three times. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially now they're going to end up changing again with us. But that's also the thing that's nice about doing appointments because people don't think about when we're open or closed. They log on to see when the next appointment is or what times we can cut them when they can on the schedule, right. which is nice. Because I can show up at 5 in the morning, as long as I open up on my schedule, people show up. They don't even ask if we were open. They're like, oh, where's everyone else? Like, oh, they don't even come until 9. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, you definitely you definitely changed the game in the chop shop with that um, online booking. Because I, I had dreamed of it, I had wanted it, and you just did it. And you're like, yeah, so I hope this doesn't piss you off, but I'm just going to do it for myself. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it too. I remember that oh, it, was, it wasn't even, yeah. you know, it wasn't it was even like, like I, I hated Square. I thought Square was awful. It uh, was. It was. Anything. So that's why we got into the gym book. And then when I went to open up the Daily Grind, I was like, looking at Square, and I'm like, you guys do that, do this, and I'm like, this is. I mean, honestly, the year and a half I've had them, they've been doing nothing but improvements to everything. Right. Where have you gotten a hold? Did they get a hold of you yet? They have. They have a. Uh, they actually have managers now calling accounts. So if you, like, so if I was going to call Square because I wanted to talk to them, I have a rep. So I only I only deal with this guy now. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, so they're just starting to make the phone calls out to everybody. Everyone's got, like, a list of their own people. So I don't know if he's, like, a Northeast guy or, or what. I've only got to talk to him twice in the past week, but he just reached out. Like, it's amazing. Like, in, And the first thing is, like, you got 10 minutes to talk? I'm like, yeah, he's like, what don't you like about Square? Like, <laughs> all right. What doesn't work? You know, I got to talk to him about the product thing. Um, just, you know, just like different, you know, just as far as uh, reports and things like that. And he's like, you know, we already know about this. We're actually working on this. We have people writing this. And I'm like, all right. That's great. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. They they are phenomenal as far as quick response to the shit that's going on, too. Like, yeah. Right off the bat, like they've they've helped me with set up my payroll stuff, but they've also, like, you know, basically they waived all subscription fees, right? So yeah, um, they they created the online store thing for free now. You don't have to sign up for like you just just there. You just create an online store and, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I got an email from them that was like, try our marketing because we're not charging you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. I'll try the marketing. You send out the emails, and it's not like I, I sent out an email when we were closing, and it's, it just goes through the people who are in the system. It was like eighteen hundred people. Yeah, just like that. Boom, tells me how many of them opened it. Everything. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too. If you get so, I thought like a good open rate would be like ninety percent, but I guess like a, <laughs> a really good open rate is like thirty three and up percent. So. Um, if you get more than that, then you, you're coasting. So we, you know, we did the same thing. I got to send out another one this weekend because it's been a while since I've talked to everybody and I miss everybody's yeah. face. Um, but yeah, Square, if I could, if I hope they call me because I, I, you know, one thing I would love, that, and I know they could do it. It's just they have to write it though. They have to write it into the software. Is being able right. to split a ticket. So if if I do yeah, a haircut, you, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if uh-huh. right, and they just want to. Thinking that as you were just saying that. I, I would love that because that, that was one thing I loved about Squire. Squire has so many great features. It's just the yeah. one thing that, that, that sucks. They called me again 
And, uh, of course they didn't. it was so funny. Like it was another guy and I was talking to him like, he's like, so, so what happened? And I, and I told him, I said, dude, I said, let's be honest. That booking fee should be called something else. It shouldn't be called a booking fee. It's not a fee to book. Cause that's not what, yeah. that's not what it's for. Cause when you, that's what you say on your site. But then when, when I ask you, buddy, you say, well, that's not what it is. If you just wrote in the name prepayment fee and then had a little note saying, if you don't want to pay this, then just book here, you know? Right. Then I'd be back yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, kind of like a skeezy thing to do. I just don't understand don't know, it. Some people like them. Oh, they're you, great. You have, you have the best stories from the first time you tried using them to then the now second time. Like I know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they got one more, right? Three strikes are out, but. Well, it's, I, I mean, know. if they got rid I, of that, I'd be, I'd be all set. But Square really, like you said, it covers it all. <clears throat> it's a little more expensive. Um, if, if they could do, and maybe they do, and I just haven't looked into it, but I know they have custom reporting, but I would love custom reporting for percentage, like commission. Like if they, like, if I could just look at all my barbers and be like, all right, you know, it's a 60, 40 split. So that 60% is this number, you know, and all the products were all in there and everything. That's one thing like Squire does unreal. Like you just go to breakdown. I I forget what it's called. I think it's just like commission breakdown. And it will say, like, this barber, this is how much they sold, this is their cut, this is how much product they sold, this is their cut, this is the check you need to write. Yeah. One screen. I, I hope they'll get there, because I really feel like they're going that way. I think so, too. And, uh, yeah, I, re- I think I wouldn't be surprised if we had that soon. I mean, it's amazing that payroll, how they've rolled it out, and how much more interest it's been. And, um, the reports have changed from when I first started selling product at the shop like last year um there was like no way for me to even know <clears throat> who sold what product unless i went to the transactions of every day and physically looked through and they're like oh uppercut deluxe all right this guy sold that but at least now you can you like in within like six months of me having kind of being annoyed by that they all of a sudden rolled out the you can do a custom report and it just says how many parmates each barber sold or how many this and then you guys do the math and stuff on the side like you're talking about but it's amazing in six months that they went from that to that already. So. Right. Yeah, I think they're really trying to hone in on the, uh, the you know, the, the salon and barber space. You know, they've been, you know, their bread and butter, in my opinion, their bread and butter has been small retail, boutiques, and coffee shops, um, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, like. It's all about, it's all about getting a ton of, you want the, you want a ton of slice, what they want. They get it. I mean, I would say like 60 I mean, maybe almost 70% of my business is credit card or debit card, card transactions. I wonder for me. I haven't checked. I wonder, it's got to be at least that. It's got to be, yeah, it's got to be over 70 probably. I mean, there's some days where there's no cash. I mean, it's like yeah. three days in a row, I think, before we closed in midfield that it was like zero cash. I'm like, wait, this is all the cash? Yeah. <laughs> it's like 15 bucks. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man. Well, yeah, you know, I always have to keep these around an hour or so. Appreciate you coming on. Just rap with me, bro. Little yeah, man, anytime, dude. Socially distancing uh, my friends by having them on the podcast. <laughs> it's the way to do it. Yeah, man. I think it, uh, you ever think about doing a, like a live podcast? I think about it a lot. I think, um, so in a conversation with a kid I used to do music with a lot, 
um, last night. And so he's been sending me some like equipment stuff to like look into. So I think it's time to ante up. I think it's time to grab a mic, grab the proper equipment and do these things. If not, um, you know, in person, at least a much better experience when I'm doing them remote. And then that would also free up my devices so I could film it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah. So I've been thinking a, a lot about it, man. I'm trying to figure out what does, First, like, kind of trying to intersect what do I want the industry to have, and then also what do I think yeah. it needs. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what do I have to offer, and what do I think it needs, and where does it intersect? Because, you know, great conversation with Ivan the other night about, he's like, everybody wants to be the next Rob Original. We don't need another Rob the Original. You don't, we just don't need it. Like, just be yourself. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, I think about that a lot. Like, am I, am I trying to be like him or am I trying to be Jake or, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, I, I want to do the right thing. So, no, yeah. I know what you mean. but you'll never know until you try all the shit. You gotta try it all. So that's it. Right there. Well, homie, I appreciate uh, you having me on. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, man. You too. It's good to talk to you. I'm glad you guys are doing well. And, um, I'll put your, um, Instagram and stuff in here so people can check you out. Sounds good, homie. All right, buddy. I'll talk. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good one.